Hey everybody, welcome to the Austin's Audit Podcast. I am your host, Austin Gerke. Take two! Yeah, I tried the first take and all of a sudden, my camera fell off the tripod. So, it's, it's working now. I did fix the tripod and everything. But, <laughs> kids, sometimes your equipment doesn't want to cooperate with you or sometimes it's just a uh, mistake of a really effed up owner. However, for today's show, it is all NFL all day long. There are some baseball games, and I'll give you the four games to watch. Yes, there are four, because at this point in the month for baseball, it's all about the playoffs. It's all about the clinching playoff scenarios. For the Dodgers, they can clinch it today if they win. In fact, that is one of the games to watch. In fact, let me get those out of the way first. But as far as the rest of this week goes, tomorrow is the second edition of College Football Tuesday. So for all my college football fans who saw the insane upsets over the weekend with App State, Texas, A&M, Alabama barely getting out of Austin alive, and Marshall going into South Bend and making Marcus Freeman look like a joke at 0-2, um, you're going to get all that tomorrow. But today is all about the NFL. I'll give you the playoff implications for the games and baseball to watch, and then I'll give you my takes on the NFL going forward. But while that's... Actually, let's go ahead and I'll give you these now. Uh, in progress, Astros-Tigers is series number one. Rays and Blue Jays, that's series number two. In fact, Tampa right now is up one nothing. Astros-Tigers, series number one. Rays and Blue Jays series number two, Mets and Cubs series number three, and Dodgers and D-backs series number four, and then series number five, the Braves and the Giants. Those are your series to watch today, all of which involve playoff teams. I know uh, Mets-Cubs doesn't necessarily, but the Mets look to have a stranglehold, or at least try to get a stranglehold on the NL East after the Braves caught them. The Mets have finally started to wake up a little bit. Rays and Blue Jays, that's the only true playoff implication one because the Rays and the Blue Jays are battling for that top wildcard spot in the American League. And if the Blue Jays win, it would help the Yankees out and expand their lead from 5.5, which they got yesterday, all the way up to 6. So that's really it. Again, the five series to watch for today. Astros, Tigers, Rays, and Blue Jays. Cubs and Mets, Dodgers and Diamondbacks, and the Braves and the Giants. Those are the series to watch today. As far as the NASCAR pick goes, your boy is still 3 for 28. And the scenario, thanks to Bubba Wallace, no playoff driver has advanced yet so far in this round. And the only driver right now in a winner-go-home, I mean an absolute winner-go-home scenario, is Kevin Harvick. He is 35 points behind the cut line. Everybody else is within 10 points. You know, the lowest is Chase Briscoe at minus 9. So everybody has a chance to get into the playoffs. If you're third, actually, if you're 15th, if you're first through 15th, you have a shot to make it in. You know, as far as the four that will make it out, 
Uh, that I will reveal to you guys for Friday's pick. But the only guy, the only driver in a must-win scenario heading into Bristol is Kevin Harvick, who's 35 points out. So that's the recap. College football fans, you're going to have to wait till tomorrow to where I give you my take on a bunch of craziness that happened over Sunday, uh, Saturday plus the AP poll and Scott Frost's firing at uh, Nebraska after their loss to Georgia Southern on Saturday. All that will have to be till tomorrow. In the meantime, let's get to the NFL stuff. I'm going to work backwards here. For the pick tonight, I am taking the Broncos over the Seahawks 24-21 in Russell's, Russell Wilson's return to the Emerald City. Expect Wilson maybe not to go for 300 yards, but maybe to... And a lot, a lot of how these offenses have played so far, uh, maybe 220. Expect a little bit of rustiness for Russell Wilson, but I think... The Broncos will still win. 24-21, a combined total for all those following on the pigskin pick'em. 45 points. Speaking of picks, your boy went 7 for 7. That does factor in the tie between the Colts and the Texans. But as far as the other games go, week one was insane. And Sunday night kind of and as a Bucks fan, you know, I got the banner behind me right here. As a Bucks fan, yeah, they won. The defense does look amazing. And yes, they did make Dak look average even before his thumb injury, which was an accident. He went to throw. Shaq, Shaq Barrett's helmet was right on his hand. And <clears throat> ask Drew Brees. Ask Matt Stafford. It happens. Happens a lot. Okay? So as far as those games go and the overreaction, with Dak being out maybe six to eight weeks, the Cowboys are definitely... I might, when I get to Thanksgiving, it depends on how they are. But that's going to probably be the first mulligan that I'll have to do when we get to that point in the year. Because I don't see the Cowboys bouncing back from that. Otherwise... You go to the late window, the Chiefs were the Chiefs, they dominated, Kyler Murray looked out of sync, and the Cardinals, I don't know what to make of them yet. Giants, Saquon is back, and it took a lot of balls for them to go for two, to get it to 21-20. to Okay, that's fine, I, I don't think the Giants will win the NFC East. From what I saw with Philly, they definitely will be. Especially now with the news of Dak Prescott. Uh, okay, maybe Philly might be the NFC East. That might be the only lone overreaction I have to all this. Because Minnesota, yes, they beat Green Bay. But Green Bay got blown out a year ago. This time a year ago. And they ended up winning the NFC North. I don't play into the Bears. You know, I'm jumping in in and out of here with the early and late windows. I just don't buy into the Bears. They were behind for most of that game. It just took a couple touchdowns from Justin Fields in order for the Bears to even win that game. You know, and now the Bears are going into Lambeau on a Sunday night, a place that they just cannot seem to win at lately. You know, I just don't buy into the Bears. 
at all. They won in a ugly monsoon. I just think that's going to be their one shining moment so far this month. And then after that, it'll be garbage from here on out for the Bears. Sorry, but I, I just don't buy in it yet. Same with Minnesota. I just don't... I. I understand they got talent. Justin Jefferson went for two touchdowns. He did. Cool. Congratulations. But I just don't buy that yet. Same with the Giants. I know Saquon's back. He's fine. But I, mm, sorry. Not yet. It's only week one, but not yet. Uh, what else in the early window? The craziest game of the day was that Cincinnati-Pittsburgh game. Joe Burrow, I think he got sacked seven times again. You know, he might be sacked again. You know, that offensive line did not get fixed at all. They spent a lot of money on that. They took Alex Kappa from Tampa. They signed a bunch of free agents, yet they still lost the game. Three turnovers, well, four turnovers, and you still almost won... But, you know, if you look back at the season preview, I don't even have Cincinnati in as a wild card. So, yeah, I picked the Bengals to win, but after, what, the Fitzpatrick interception, it just didn't look great for the Bengals at all. As far as the Steelers, all right, you won. You you won a game you shouldn't have won. Congratulations, and... There's nothing else I could say about that, but there. Panthers and Browns, how? How did Jacoby Brissett, I mean, I can pull out all the numbers all he wants. Jacoby Brissett played good, and Kareem Hunt had a phenomenal game, so for all you fantasy people, and if you had Kareem Hunt, congratulations, you know, but how did the Panthers lose to the Browns? You had Christian McCaffrey. He did, you know, if he's on the field, he is your best weapon, yet somehow you still lose. Now, I know you people in Charlotte are going to blame Baker, but it ain't all his fault. I mean, he played terrible for three quarters. I mean, it seemed like every time I was on the Red Zone channel, interception, sack, interception, sack. It seemed like it almost every other play. So, as far as that goes, I don't know how Carolina just blew that game. They, they should have won that. They should have won it going away. Speaking of going away, Atlanta should have had that too. But, of course, for a city that blew a 28-3 Super Bowl win, you're used to blowing leads. And Marcus Mariota played well. You know, okay, you played well enough to have the lead. But eventually that Saints defense does wake up and Jameis got beat up, had to go to the medical tent during the middle of the third quarter, I believe. And look at that, took a Will Lutz field goal in order to do it. But as far as the early window, that was the craziest I've ever seen. It really was. For a time, the Jacksonville Jaguars almost won a game. They almost beat Carson Wentz in his home debut with the Commanders. And by the way, Carson Wentz just 
he's another one where you're like, really? How are you still in the league? But those are my takeaways from these games. I, you know, it is week one. You can't over. You can't really overreact. I'm trying not to. But it, you know, after what I saw yesterday, who knows what's really gonna happen? But right now, I just don't buy into Minnesota. I don't buy into Chicago. I don't buy into the Giants. Even though with the healthy Saquon, I just don't think they'll have enough to win that division. Philly might be, now that the news of Dak getting injured might affect things. But otherwise, it's deja vu all over again in the NFC and in the AFC. But somebody's got to win that AFC South. But there's plenty of takeaways to be said, but... One more time with the pick, I've got the Seahawks winning in Russell Wilson's Bronco debut, 24-21. Expect a lot of low scoring, and as far as his stat line goes, maybe 220 and two touchdowns. I do think he'll throw for one, and I do think he'll run for one. So combined combined two TDs and 220 for Mr. Russell Wilson. And they're probably only going to have him throw, what, 25 times, maybe. Maybe. But I think that will be where we'll be after tonight. With that said, I'm going to go ahead and log off before I have another equipment malfunction. Thank you for listening and watching the Austin's Audit Podcast. Remember, I've been your host, Austin Gerke. You can listen to this show on Podbean. Just search for the Austin's Audit Podcast. You can also listen to this show on Spotify, Google, Apple if you know the trick, Dreezer, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Pandora, SoundCloud, Podchaser, and anywhere else you can get this podcast. You can also watch this show on Rumble. Just go to rumble.com slash adgerke. That is A-D-G as in girl, E-H-R-K-E. Again, that's A-D-G as in girl, E-H-R-K-E. Please make sure that search is set to channels, not videos. And click subscribe, and you'll have every episode of this show. Oh, and please share this with as many people as you can. Speaking of sharing and social media, you can follow this show on its Facebook page. Just search for the Austin's Audit Podcast. You can follow me directly at Austin Spamonti. That's A-U-S-T-I-S-P-A-M-A-N-T-I. Or you can search for the show's hashtag, which is hashtag the Austin's Audit Podcast. Or if you want post-episode interaction, you can follow me on Twitter at Austin underscore Gerke. Again, that's at Austin underscore Gerke on Twitter for post-episode interaction. With that, let's see how much time I've... Wow, okay, that's right on the nose. All right, anyway, thank you for listening and watching. Tomorrow's episode will be all college football all day long. I'll reveal the AP Top 25 polls, give you my thoughts on the Top 25 matchups for this week, and recap last week as well, plus the huge news of Scott Frost getting fired from Nebraska. All will be part of tomorrow's show. With that said, thank you for listening and watching. I've been your host, Austin Gerke. Peace out, and I'll see you tomorrow.